1: Welcome, you're listening to the I Can't Believe I Get Paid to Do This podcast from BBC Good Food. Do you dream in food? Are you starting your first job, trying to change your path, writing your CV right now, or simply curious as to how the food on your plate gets there? We're focusing on the careers side of the food industry in this new series. I'm your host, Miriam Nice, and in this podcast, I'm going to be uncovering what it takes to have some of the most enviable jobs in the wonderful world of food. Do you love to cook or eat out, but enjoy taking a picture of your food just as much as eating it? Have you got a passion for photography, but want to know how to take it to a professional level? Well, with me today is just the person to learn from, food and drinks photographer and director, Karen Thomas. Welcome to the podcast, Karen. How
2: are you? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me. So tell us about your, your role. When did you start in photography? So I, my dad bought me my first camera when I was uh, quite young. I'd say sort of probably about eight, I think. Um, it was a little plastic red Helena camera, um, It's a film camera and uh, he bought me that and I just used to follow him around taking pictures uh, with it Um, and then I saved up for my first SLR uh, again another film camera this is pre-digital days and uh, yeah I sort of saved up for my first camera and uh, started using that and really got into it at that stage loved sort of using it and following him around and taking pictures. Nice and
1: was that kind of a hobby, or like, was there something else that you wanted to be when you grew up at that stage?
2: I think at that stage, I, I had, I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I grew up, but I think I just loved using the camera so much that um, it just became something that I was just interested in. Um, you know, my spare time. But then I think the more that I used it and then when I started using the SLR and at uh, school, there was a darkroom and there was only one other kid that really used it. And uh, he taught me how to print. And so I became more interested in it. And then eventually I thought, well, actually, um, I'd like to go to college, study it. And, um, and see sort of you know how I get on with it and so as I just studied more and more I just loved it more and more but I still didn't know that I wanted to be a food photographer it kind of that happened a lot later on really it was sort of just pursuing photography in a sort of wider sense before narrowing it down. And when did that sort of shift happen that you're like yeah this is what I want to do? Well then I went to university and I thought well studying there was um was obviously a lot different from being at school and being at college it was kind of um a lot more sort of focused as to you know how you could actually turn it into a job and at that stage it was I was kind of more experimenting with sort of different types of photography and it was all a little bit more uh fine art based than commercial but then when I left uh university I came down to London and started assisting photographers and um I assisted um, all different kinds of photographers, whether it was uh, car photographers, fashion photographers, all different sort of areas. So I knew I wanted to definitely work in photography, but again, it was kind of which area. Um, and I think at that stage, because I'd gone down the sort of a bit more fine art photography, I was, there wasn't really sort of an area that I thought was applicable Um And I was thinking, well, I'd maybe do sort of book covers or it was just really had no idea. But then I started um, assisting food photographers and that's when I realised, okay, this is it. Um, I love to cook and it was just um, a case of, okay, well, now I kind of find my passion, really. So, um, yeah, that's that's when I knew. So I think a couple of years into assisting, then I was like, that's that's my area. I didn't really like fashion or, or car photography and uh, but food was a good fit for me and so
1: would you say that like your job that you're doing right now is your dream job and what's your favorite thing about it
2: oh yeah um <laughs> yeah it's definitely I think definitely my dream job it's just um I feel so lucky to have sort of found something that I'm really passionate about and also the people the teams that you work with everyone in food is is so lovely um just generally people you know in food they're, they're just a, a friendly bunch so I think it's not only what I do do I love you know taking pictures but I also just love the people and uh the actual days of, of shooting um but also more recently I've um I've been more, more directing uh stuff so I'd say in the past sort of five years or so I've been directing a bit more and and after shooting for stills for sort of 20-odd years, um, this is now sort of a, a newer sort of passion. Um, I still love stills. Um, it's always, I mean, you know, every job, it's it's exciting getting a new brief and, um, and deciding what to do on that and how to interpret it. But with directing, because it's, um, I guess, sort of newer in the last five years, it's just been i guess just a different sort of experience so i think the combination of the two is is great but it's good to just keep evolving and the you know different skills with filming that um, that i'm now sort of uh understanding and learning more and more so it's just brought another element to something that i already love doing
1: and talk me through a typical day for you is it 9
2: to 5 um no it's never Never really sort of nine to five. I mean, it kind of it can be sort of uh, say we're on a, a shoot and it's sort of multiple days. Then um, you sort of get into a flow, and um, they might be sort of more consistent because you've got a bigger job. If it's a single day, then you know it can it can sort of go any way really. But um, generally, I'll get into the studio for around maybe eight o'clock. Again, it sort of depends whether it's an advertising day or an editorial day and how much sort of prep we need to do. But maybe if it's sort of a a mid-range day where it's something like um, packaging or point of sale, then I'll be in from about eight and then generally sort of finishing up around six. But advertising can be, um, you know, earlier till later, um, editorial usually sort of a little bit um, earlier finish. But I often, I'll be sticking around after the shoot's finished anyway to oversee the the um, sorting out files and giving notes about what retouching is, is needed to happen. So yeah, the days are sort of very different depending on the job.
1: So with the advertising shoots, like they, um, I'm guessing they have a, a bigger team involved. Like, do you have a preference for working as part of a large team or a small team or even just on your own?
2: To be honest, I really just, really just love the the change of, of different jobs. Um, I love um, sort of the contrast of working with um, an editorial team and we don't have any meetings, I get sent a brief and then the props arrive and then we just do the shoot and interpret it um, and it's sort of a, a, a medium-sized um, team. But... Um, then there are days when it might just be me and a food stylist and assistant, and uh, then it's sort of, uh, you know, us playing around on something. But then you'll have a, an advertising day when there's so many people involved, but there's something lovely about that. There's something lovely about everybody coming together and sort of creating this this sort of um project where it's uh, a lot of people collaborating um so i think it's just the variety of work i really like if i end up doing sort of too much advertising then i'll try and bring in more editorial and vice versa it's it's sort of i guess for me getting a nice balance of different types of work and also i think it brings a freshness for me if i do um sort of too much advertising then i like to loosen things up with a bit of editorial and and if i'm doing a lot of editorial then i kind of sometimes oh I really want a kind of tight brief and a something meaty to sort of um, get my teeth into that's you know maybe a bit more on the technical side so I guess for me is a balance. So tell me about what kind of
1: qualifications and certifications you think are required to do you know to be a photographer do you recommend um, the kind of university route or are there other, other ways into it?
2: I'd say I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't recommend uh, university or any um, certificates in order to actually um, get the work, get into photography, because um, when I'm looking to have an assistant, I'm not looking at what sort of um, qualifications they have. But I'd say that actually going to university or studying is invaluable because it gives you a sort of a grounding and and I think for me, um, university was great going sort of from uh, college to university and it kind of helped me find myself and sort of explore the creativity rather than me sort of getting up to speed sort of to the technical point where I'm able to go out as a photographer. I think it's a good sort of initial grounding, but I'd say the best way to get to become a photographer to make that leap is, um, uh, from Uh, from university to being a photographer I think it's best to go and become an assistant Um, and that's where you really learn the technical side of things so as I say I think you know university is great college is great and studying is is absolutely invaluable but if if there's an assistant or someone that comes uh, to get assisting work from me if they've got a degree or they haven't got a degree that doesn't um, really matter to me it's Uh, how passionate are they in photography have they got a grounding in photography have they got knowledge um and are they willing to work really hard um I think there's. I used um, I use one or two assistants, sometimes three assistants, and someone that's just starting out. I wouldn't use them as my first assistant, so I'd use them as a second or a third assistant um, in order for them to sort of learn the ropes a bit. So, I mean, the more natural way, or it seems to be the the way, is to sort of go via university, and then you're sort of coming with a really good grounding. But as I say, there are various courses that you could do or different routes in, and I wouldn't say that is definitely the only way, but it is a good way for sure but yeah it's more about um definitely about the passion and but you can build up the knowledge while you're on shoots as well so i'd say that the the most important thing is to really be um, hardworking, diligent, and uh, and when you go and see people, sort of really be passionate about what you do. So I'd say that it, it's good to go to university and get that sort of ground knowledge, but it's not the only way to, to sort of get into photography. I think um, you can sort of study in various ways. What do you
1: think are the biggest difficulties someone might face when they're starting out?
2: I think uh, starting out... Um, I think if you're going to uh, become an assistant, I think it's sort of getting the first um, few jobs in order to um, then... Sort of get more experience. I think once you've got a few under your belt, you're able to sort of say, I think this goes the same with assisting as it is with being a photographer. It's it's getting over that first sort of hurdle so that you've got some under your belt in order to sort of uh, get people to trust you to do more. So whether it's assisting and you're kind of you're trying to um, get someone to try you out a few times, um, it's it's sort of getting over that first hurdle. But and I think it's setting yourself out aside or apart from other people. So um, being sort of different, um, being noticed. Um, So I think as a photographer, um, it's always trying to sort of be ahead of the game, sort of think of different sort of ways you can do tests to um, set your work aside or apart from others and kind of look different um, and original. Um, But at the same time... you don't have to. Everything doesn't have to be this sort of um, amazing, grand, original idea. Just beautiful, gorgeous pictures um, are. You know, that's that's what it's all about, really. So, but I think yeah, it is a it is a tricky profession. It's very um, tricky to get into, but at the same time, it's just working really, really hard and pushing and pushing and always just sort of going that one step further to try and sort of break through. But yeah, I'd, I'd say it's definitely not an easy sort of one to to dig into, but you know, with persistence um, and just always uh, looking to get better. I mean, even now, you know, I still watch tutorials. I still sort of I'm always trying to improve. You know, there's always new stuff to learn. There's always new uh, techniques. um, And so when I'm shooting, I'm doing tests. So um, last week I did a test, a filming test, um, and then the week before, I did a load of gifts, gifts, and these are again to just um, show you things so you never sort of sit back and just think okay when's the next job you're always actively trying to push for uh, the next job by increasing the work that you put out there and saying hey look this is what I'm doing and approaching people sort of um, even though I have an agent I still put out emails to people and try and sort of uh, generate that work so it's always about being inventive and um, also obviously social media is a big part of it now and trying to have a really good online presence in lots of different areas. Um, but there are so many people sort of chasing each job and uh, that it's just always sort of thinking, how can I be different? How can I sort of win that? And I know that you take an interest
1: in in food as well and you're interested in cooking. How interested are you in the props and the surfaces and all, all those parts of the shoot as well
2: I mean I I get involved in sort of all the areas I mean I I don't um go out and do the styling I'm you know actually I do sometimes if I'm doing a um a test shoot then I might go and um get the props or sometimes go out on a bit of a buying spree and get things that I think will be nice for that but for an actual job a, a paid job I don't go and um and source the props but I will um, liaise with the prop stylist um, for certain jobs I actually go through the brief with them myself and then um, they might send me pictures and we'll sort of refine the um uh the what they've chosen we'll kind of go through and sort of refine the selection a bit um and so I kind of get involved in all areas of, of the shoot um I guess I'm a bit of a control freak like that, is that I just want to make sure that everything is right. And also because I'm the one that's on set interpreting uh, the brief. So if the props aren't right, then then at the end of the day, it's, it's, you know, it's a problem for me. We're
1: almost out of time, but can I ask you to leave us with a few things that anyone who wants to work in photography should know to give them a bit of a head start?
2: Should know. I think things that I would uh, recommend... Um, when you're sort of getting into photography, um, apart from the sort of technical side of of things, of understanding, uh, you know how to use the camera, I'd say that a lot of people come to me and say that they've got a problem with their camera, um, and they, you know, they can I help them with it? And I'll say to them, Have you used read your manual and often the answer is no and I always read uh, my camera manuals make sure that you know no matter how much I know um, there'll be intricacies about them so I think it's really getting to know your your kit really really well Um, but I think as aside from that I think it's I uh, things like going to the theatre I find really important Um, for me it's it's kind of seeing how light is used in in different ways that actually brings more creativity to what I do. So I'll go to the theater and I'll look at the stage set design and think, wow, that is amazing and how they've kind of got the lights flooding in And I'll often come out um, of a theater with ideas of, of projects completely unrelated, but it, it's inspired me um, So I'd say, going to um to see things that you find inspiring that aren't necessarily photography re- related, I think um, is a great thing to do. Um, if you're trying to get a job in photography, I'd say assisting is the um is the biggest thing uh, to do to sort of, uh, get that experience you learn so much as an assistant you get exposure to clients uh, so rather than trying just to go out on your own to begin with I'd say get experience as an assistant um, and then I say I think with uh, maybe the retouching side of things I think um, to be an assistant it's always uh, I think essential to be good at retouching so getting those skills and if you're going to be um in retouching, I've noticed that some people come to me and uh, they can't use a um, a Wacom tablet and pen so that you can, you know, draw things rather than using a mouse. And I'd say that is an absolute must for retouching. It's amazing how many people think that you can just do a bit of retouching with a mouse. And I'd say get yourself a Wacom uh, tablet and pen and learn how to use that. That's a, a massive thing that you'll really find helps. Great, great tips. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for joining me on the I Can't Believe I Get Paid to Do This podcast, Karen. (laughs) Oh, it's been really lovely. I've uh, really enjoyed chatting to you about it. It's really been fun. Thank you for inviting me. And next time, I'll be finding out about another dream job in
1: food. In the meantime, Karen is going to be recording a bonus episode with us in which you'll learn even more essential trade secrets directly from her. So don't miss that at the weekend. For more information, visit bbcgoodfood.com forward slash podcasts. Bye for now. You've been listening to the I Can't Believe I Get Paid to Do This podcast from BBC Good Food, hosted by me, Miriam Nice. Join me next time as I uncover another dream job in food and drink.